Hey, it's Drex from This Week Health Cyber and Risk Community, and I want to invite you to our next webinar. It's going to focus on what else? Defending health data. I'll be chatting with experts from Rubrik and Microsoft. Register right now at thisweekhealth.com slash rubric webinar. That's all one string, R-U-B-R-I-K webinar, thisweekhealth.com slash rubric webinar. See you online soon. Today, being a leader in difficult times. My name is Bill Russell. I'm a former CIO for a 16 hospital system and creator of This Week Health, a set of channels dedicated to keeping health IT staff current and engaged. We want to thank our show sponsors who are investing in developing the next generation of health leaders, SureTest and Artisite, two great companies. Check them out at thisweekhealth.com slash today. Having a child with cancer is one of the most painful and difficult situations a family can face. In 2023, to celebrate five years at This Week Health, we are giving back. We will be partnering with Alex's Lemonade Stand all year long. We have a goal to raise $50,000 from our community. We are already up over 11000 and we're asking you to join us. There's two ways you could do that. One is that you could hit our top banner on our website, thisweekhealth.com. Click on the Alex's Lemonade Stand. Go ahead and give money on the Lemonade Stand site itself. The second is we have a drive. We've been doing drives every month. And for the month of March, it has to do with the Vive Conference. My producer happens to have a service dog. We're bringing the service dog with us to the conference. And the service dog's name is Captain. And if you see us with Captain, get your picture taken with Captain at the Vive event. Go ahead and post it to social media and tag us, This Week Health, in the post itself. And everyone who's in that picture, if it's 10 people, if it's 100 people, we're going to give $1 for every person who is in that picture to Alex's Lemonade Stand to raise money for childhood cancer. And if you haven't listened to it yet, we did an episode just this week with uh, Alex's mom, Liz Scott. And we talk about uh, that whole process of the foundation being started, Alex's great story, and the continuing work of Alex's Lemonade Stand. Go ahead and give that a listen. And I think that will inspire you as it did me to be a part of raising money for this great cause. Okay, so Fridays are the days where I more or less talk about topics that are top of mind for me. A lot of times it's on leadership. Sometimes it's on management and sometimes it's on other topics that just happen to have come up during the week. As you know, I spend a lot of time interviewing healthcare executives and leaders. I talk to a lot of them throughout the week when I'm not on the air and have conversations about what's going on in their health systems and what kind of challenges they're facing. And we talk about things and go back and forth. And it, it strikes me, and you all know this, this is a difficult time in healthcare. It's a difficult time to be a leader. And, you know, any numbnut, any mullet can be a leader in good times. I mean, it's just not that hard, quite frankly. It does have its own challenges. When things are always going good, you have to constantly reinvent yourself, constantly be looking and almost have a certain amount of paranoia that something's gonna go wrong and be looking out a couple of years, be looking at what what's going on in the market, the competition, what's going on with our product, is our product good enough? Are we delivering things? There's a lot of things you have to look at if things are going well. So I guess I shouldn't say any, any numbnuts could be a leader in good times, but it is easier to be a leader. You can meld into the background and uh, during good times, but during bad times, 
you can't be in the background. You have to be in the forefront. And it almost doesn't matter what your leadership position is. You could be the leader of a small department. You could be the leader of a VP of a, a larger department. You could be a CIO. You could be a CEO. During bad times, there are just a whole bunch of things that you have to do well. And that's what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about how important it is during bad times to be an effective leader and what it takes to be an effective leader. I think one of the first things that it takes is optimism, right? And you have to be able to communicate that optimism. You have to be able to see clearly a path to a better future and communicate that well with the team as often as you possibly can. You know, it, you have to see the vision clearly. You have to see the future clearly that that things are going to be better. You have to communicate it often. You can communicate it in town halls, in emails. You can communicate it in person, on Teams meetings. However, you got to see it clearly, communicate it often, and then demonstrate it creatively. I was talking with Drex today. We did a Newsday recording. And one of the things he talked about was effective storytelling. And as soon as he said those words, I'm like, yes, absolutely. Great leaders are great storytellers. And even if they're not great storytellers, they know the value of storytelling. So they identify people that can tell stories and they bring people forward who have great stories and give them the floor and let them tell great stories. And the reason for that is it, it reaffirms in them that there are brighter times ahead, that there is good things going to happen, that we can make a difference, that we can create a better future, right? So that, that act of storytelling. And what am I talking about? You know, we, Drex and I were talking about Lean Six Sigma and we were talking about saving money and, and, and how you create that culture around that. And one of the things I remember is the, the, we, we had that culture within our organization. And anytime somebody found a significant savings, like something that was, you know, they were just doing their job like they normally do and they found a significant savings, we gave them the floor. We allowed them to trumpet that. I remember one of the data center workers reconfigured the PDUs, power distribution units. These are dumb units. And you wouldn't think twice about them if you walked down the aisle. But somebody who's a professional really understands these things, looked at it and said, you know what, there's a better way to do this. And we can save, and, and he essentially came to me and said, look, we can save six hundred to $750,000 in the first year if we reconfigure these things. Now, that's exceptional. And you give that person the floor, you let them tell the story and it, it provides vision for people. It's like, this is good. This is helpful. We now have some surplus in our budget. So if something does go wrong, we have some extra money to spend. So optimism, storytelling, these are, these are effective traits of leaders in bad times. I would say, you know, the, the other thing is, is courage, right? They're looking to you and people can see fear, they identify fear, right? So if you are fearful, they will act on that. They will start to become fearful. They will get their resumes on the street. So courage is very important. Now, I would be remiss if I didn't talk about communication. Communication is so critical in difficult times. So there's different levels of communication as I'm thinking about this. One is you have to communicate as much information to the appropriate people as possible. So your direct reports, you should be communicating with them as much as you possibly can. Now, I understand in difficult times, there's a bunch of things you don't know. You don't know potentially what the layer above you is doing. You don't know potentially what 
is going to happen in the market. You don't know what government policies are going to impact you or Medicaid redetermination. I mean, there's a whole bunch of factors outside of your control. And so I'm not telling you that you have to, you know, provide them a clear path of everything that's going to happen. What you need to communicate is confidence, confidence in your plan that you're currently executing confidence in the organization that you're currently with to make the right decisions, confidence in the team to be creative and to come up with solutions that get you through whatever challenge that you're currently facing. Right now, it happens to be an economic challenge, but for some of you, it could be a challenge around a breach, it could be a challenge, I don't know, around a safety issue or something to that effect. I mean. There are, there are challenging times that could come up that are not economics. It just seems that this economic challenge is affecting everybody across the entire industry, right? So part of that communication is understanding the business that you're in and educating and communicating with your staff. When I was CIO, I was constantly helping the organization. First of all, I was learning. I was spending time with the CFO. I was t spending time with our chief legal officer and others to learn as much as I could about the business of healthcare and how it operated, how it functioned, and the things that were critical for our success. I made sure my team, especially my director of reports, understood what was critical for success. When you identify a change of direction, when you identify that something has changed, the economy has changed, whatever that is, it really is incumbent upon you as a leader to make sure that the priorities still match the work that you're doing. So when you look at the work that you're doing, is the work appropriate for the conditions that are currently, that you're currently experiencing? And I think one of the things that happens in healthcare is we, their momentum, inertia is hard to overcome. And so we have a lot of projects going on and we just, we continue those things for a long time until we absolutely realize, oh, there's a problem. And then we start to adjust. I think one of the traits that a leader needs to have is the ability to identify the trends that are currently going on, project that out, and start making decisions. There's a great scene in the movie Patton, George C. Scott Patton, where they call Patton in to uh, see the generals. And uh, before Patton leaves his army, he said, uh, I want you to prepare for attack in these three different areas. I don't know how accurate this is, but this is how it was depicted in the movie. He essentially was with his team saying, I want you to prepare for this, 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 and this, and prepare to move out immediately. He then goes to the generals and they say, we've got a problem. I think it's Bastogne. We have a problem in this area and we need troops there as fast as possible. And Patton's able to say, we can be there within 48 hours because we've already started plans to make that happen. That's what leaders do. It, regardless of if that's accurate or not, that's what leaders do. Leaders look out and say, you know what, the rest of the health system may not have re re figured this out yet or even identified this, but I know that we are in a financially challenging situation. I wonder how we, whatever that team is, what, at whatever level, can get ahead of this, be prepared for this, identify projects. It's interesting to me that when these things come up, we are just starting projects that we needed to start maybe a year ago or two years ago to have them be more mature at this time when we really need them. But we haven't because we're not using that foresight. So I think that's important. So communicating with your team as much as possible, 
and communicating with them at a level that's educating them on the business, the needs of the business, and the direction that the business is going. And then you have the communication to the broader team. Now, right now I'm speaking as the CIO. There are many times you cannot communicate all the details to the team. I can't tell you how many town halls I was in front of and people would ask me, are we going to do layoffs? And I, I just wanted, to, every time I just wanted to say, you know, answer two, answer one. I mean, you know, just write them down and say, please refer to your card. Answer one is there are no plans right now to do layoffs. We believe that we can get through this, blah, blah, blah. You know, asking me that question in a town hall, I can't tell you that we're doing layoffs until the day we're doing layoffs. It's just not my position to do that. I can't, if the entire organization is planning to do that, I can't, as the CIO, tell my team before the rest of the organization is ready to do that. HR has to be prepared to do that. Legal has to be prepared to do that. The communications team needs to be prepared to do that. You, you cannot be completely honest with the, with the larger group. People would be upset. It's like, you said we weren't going to do layoffs. I never, ever once said we're not going to do layoffs. I'm not, I've, I've been in this world too long to say that. What I always say is, we have no plans right now to do layoffs. And if we were planning to do layoffs, I would change my verbiage. I would change the wording to say, there's challenging times. We're always evaluating what we can do to make the business more streamlined, more effective, and those kind of things. As a leader, if you want to maintain that credibility, it's important to be as truthful as you can and to share as much information as you possibly can. And I realize that's not possible in all cases, but it is important. It's also important to communicate often, especially in bad times. So you almost might want to increase your cadence of communication, maybe add a weekly email from the CIO out to the team. So communication becomes so critical in these times because people have questions. And to the extent that you can answer those questions, it's important to answer those questions. These are challenging times for sure. We need strong leaders. We need courageous leaders. We need leaders that are good communicators that are going to rally the troops, get them to be participants in solutions and solution building because all of us is better than one of us. And when the entire team gets engaged, I think you'll be surprised at what they can actually do to alleviate some of the problems. And so I leave you with that on this Friday and hopefully some of that is helpful. Well, that's all for today. If you know of someone that might benefit from our channel, please forward them a note. I'm serious here. Think of it right now. Who could you forward a note to and say, hey, you should be listening to this channel. I'm getting a lot out of it. I'd love to just talk to you about some of the stories that they cover. That would really go a long way in helping us to continue to create content for the community and events for the community. They can subscribe on our website, thisweekhealth.com or wherever you listen to podcasts, Apple, Google, Overcast, Spotify, Stitcher. And I could go on and on and on because anywhere that a podcast can be listened to, we're already out there. We want to thank our channel sponsors who are investing in our mission to develop the next generation of health leaders, SureTest and Artisite. Check them out at thisweekhealth.com slash today. Thanks for listening. That's all for now. <laughs>